You know, the funny thing about expectations are that students will rise or fall to the level of expectations that you have for them. So if you don't think they can do anything, they're not going to. But if you expect them to change the world, they just might. Hey, it's Danny, Chief Ruckus Maker over at Better Leaders, Better Schools. And you're going to love today's conversation, which starts off with a moment, a moment where students are like, I can, I can do this in life. I can get paid for making a difference like this. And it's certainly something that you might want to try out in your school. This is the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers, which means three things. You invest in your continuous growth, you challenge the status quo, and you design the future of school now. And we'll be right back after some messages from our show sponsors. Learn how to recruit, develop, retain, and inspire outstanding individuals and teams to deliver on the vision of your school in leading people. A certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. School leaders know that productive student talk drives student learning. But the average teacher talks 75% of class time. Give your students more opportunities to learn in class by monitoring the talk time for teachers and students. Check out TeachFX for yourself and learn about our special partnership options for ruckus makers at teachfx.com BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. Hello, Ruckus Makers. You're in for a treat today. I am joined by Lauren Chikara, who's the Director of K-12 Initiatives at Active Minds. Prior to that, she worked for the Colorado School of Public Health School, recruiting schools to participate in the Healthy Kids Colorado Survey, Colorado's Youth Risk Behavior Survey, and Smart Source. She's a strong advocate for LGBTQ plus inclusive school board policies and ensures the work she is part of has an equitable and intersectional lens. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thanks, Danny. I appreciate you having me on this morning. Yeah, definitely. So I want to start with um, a story where you had some students participate in the Mental Health Advocacy Academy. And I think it was you, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. There was a moment where you're like, I could get paid for this. So will you tell us that story? Yeah, absolutely. So Active Minds hosts a Mental Health Advocacy Academy for high school students who are BIPOC and LGBTQ. And just to ensure that folks understand what BIPOC mean, it's Black, Indigenous, and students of color. And so it's specific to these populations of students because we know that they experience the highest health, negative health disparities. And so it's a paid um, opportunity for these students to participate in the academy. We give them all the tools and resources to develop an advocacy campaign that they will facilitate in their school community to really change the conversation about mental health. And while we were chatting, um, you know, we bring in a number of state and federal mental health policy experts. Um, It was pretty early on into the academy 
And it was like this aha moment for uh, these high school participants. They were like, wait, I can do mental health advocacy as a job. I can get paid to yeah. do this. And everyone was like, yeah, you can. And it was just a great moment because I think that most of the students didn't realize that their own passion for mental health and having conversation about mental health was something that they could actually do for a living. So it was very cool to like mm. be part of and have them realize that the work that they were doing, their investment in becoming an, uh, and continuing to be an, a mental health advocate could be a career path for them. Yeah, that's the best, you know, so you're opening doors, the light bulb is going off for uh, students that you're serving and they're thinking, wow, I can do this? Like, yeah, you can. So uh, in any any way you could align your passions, right, with like how you're going to be paid and put food on the table, this is a very good thing. So, you know, I think some students, you know, worked on uh, different campaigns and that kind of stuff. Can you tell us about one of the campaigns the students developed? Yeah, so one of them was wanting to really start sort of like a program for middle school students and ensure that they had the resources to talk about mental health. And middle school is an interesting time frame because, you know, they're going through puberty (laughs) and also they don't have a um, health education class. And so this particular student really wanted to ensure that uh, middle school students had an avenue to talk about mental health because there wasn't an opportunity Mm. in the classroom. And then they wanted to ensure that there was sort of like this peer-to-peer approach that you could have a bunch of high school students working with middle school students to kind of just check in, have conversations about mental health, you know, talk about, hey, what's next? What, you're going into high school, those kinds of things. So that was a, a cool example of one of the um, academy campaigns that a student developed. Nice. And I think some students thought about mental health in a generational lens as well and the trauma that they experienced. What did those students find out? Yeah, that was a great one because, you know, a lot of our black and brown families and communities have a lot of generational trauma. And so one of our students in particular um, wanted to interview their grandparents and then their mom and kind of get a sense of, okay, so during when you were growing up and, and for your generation, what was it like to talk about mental health? What is it like today to even talk about mental health? Because the shift sure. has just um, changed in tremendously with this generation of youth and young adults really wanting to talk about mental health and being passionate about it and not shying away from it. So it was a very cool idea where they interviewed their family members and then wanted to turn it into a podcast to sort of normalize the conversation about mental health. Yeah, that's great. And I love this idea of normalizing too. I remember, you know, my my uh, my dad struggled with mental health for sure, you know. And uh, to be honest, like he ended up, uh, he must have had some kind of event, but, uh, or breakdown. Cause, uh, he left a, he left a job where he was incredibly successful lawyer for a bank. So he's probably doing all right. You know what I mean? And, uh, he ended up living on the streets, right. In his car, you know, and, and not even, uh, he had to get a car too. Like, so there's a lot going on to get from there to living on the street. But I remember talking to him about like, what's going on that kind of stuff. And he's like, you know, growing up, uh, we just didn't ask for help. He figured it out. Right. And yeah. it was it was really heartbreaking to see him like figuring it out, I guess, which would just be like suffering. You know what I mean? It was like suffering, you know, and he never really course corrected, so to speak. Um, and this is too bad. So I, I love that you're making this push and like you said, normalizing, right? Talking about mental health and, and that kind of thing. Speaking of mental health, 
uh, a new idea that you introduced me to is just getting excused, like excused mental health policies. Never heard of that before. And so what are Academy students doing to create a policy around this opportunity? Yeah, so currently there are about nine states across the country that have state-level policies that allow schools to have excused mental health absences. And a lot of that movement has been because of youth and young adults saying, hey, I should be able to have a day off because I need it for my own mental health, just like we have it for our physical health um, and when we have a cold and et cetera. And so there's been this big push by high school students to really work with their school administrators to say, we, we don't want to be penalized when we need a day off or we need a break so that we are able to take care of our own mental health. And so it's been really cool. Um, there are a couple of academy students that also worked on campaigns to advocate for those changes. So they are working with principals, school board members, um, doing some research about what happened in the nine states that actually passed that legislation. What does some school board policies really look like and how to implement and also educate folks about it? Illinois was one of the first states to uh, pass uh, such a law. And it's been interesting sort of to watch the evolution of that, because I think a lot of our adult perceptions are students are just going to take advantage of this and they're just going to take a day off and, you know, bunk school. And that's not the case. You know, they really do need um, some time either to catch up on school or just to physically take that break and just shut off, right? Um, just like we do as adults, right? Um, and I think we don't allow our students, well, we don't listen to our students. When they say they need a break and mm. they actually need to take care of their mental health, we've said, oh, is this really mental health? Are you using this as an excuse? But more and more students are advocating for that. And I think administrators are listening. If there's anything we've learned through the pandemic is that People are paying attention right. to mental health now. Yeah, I was talking to a, a principal in New York, and uh, a former principal in New York, but she was just mentioning um, she was doing mental health stuff like 10, 15 years ago, and they slashed her bu- budget by a quarter of a million dollars, right? Because she wasn't focused on student success. Yeah. And now, you know, there's gobs of money being thrown at schools to figure out mental health and, oh, how the times have changed, right? So she was... Definitely a ruckus maker and a trendsetter in, in this respect and uh, really had to navigate the challenges, you know, of, of policy and budgets and that kind of stuff. And we're, we're talking about policy and students changing policy. And when I think of policy, I think of uh, older folks, and maybe older white men, but not always. And how do you get students a seat at the table, you know, especially to discuss these important things like policy? That's a great question. I think when students are able to build coalitions with their peers and other educator educators or administrators that can all come to the table and actually like hear their ideas, that's where a lot of the magic happens. So we actually provide tools and resources to Active Mind students to develop coalitions because they need to have a group of other people around them also speaking the same language, advocating for the same thing. So when you're able to build a coalition, that's really powerful. And with that coalition building comes the practice of how to um, really advocate, right? Tell your story, how to communicate effectively. Like you don't just write an email like a text message, right? When you're emailing, say, a school board member um, or a principal, So we really are trying to like ensure that students have the adequate skills and tools they need to be successful in that. And so we start with get your peers around a table, get 
like-minded um, folks, um, folks that you think are going to help move the needle, and then find an educator, an administrator who is equally as passionate about mental health or helping you change a policy. And then we kind of, you know, they have to learn about like maneuvering through the education system to get to the school board. Yeah. But, you know, school board meetings are, are public, right? There's always that two-minute public comment time. Then Go there and just say the things that you need to say, spark people's interest, and then see where it takes you while you're still building a coalition and a framework for moving through the system. For sure. And you have a lofty goal over at uh, Active Minds. You're, you're currently wanting to work in a thousand schools in a thousand days. Can you describe your ideal K-12 school and who you would love to work with? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> it is a lofty goal, but we have, um, we have some cool stuff in, in, in store and in place for schools. So, you know, our ideal school would be a school that is very open to changing the conversation about mental health. And that would be with um, what we call youth champions, our parents, our mm. caregivers, our educators and administrators, because they are the decision makers. They are the ones being able to um, help inform school policy navigate school budgets in a way. And they also have their own mental health. So if we're not providing the space for them to talk about their mental health, we're not going to get anywhere either. Then parallel to that is also working with the um, K through 12 students. So, you know, does a school have an active minds chapter, a student led mental health club or extracurricular program where students can come around the table, have conversations about mental health, you know, host events, fundraise, um, just like a normal every other student club, essentially. But um, the chapters are really a great opportunity for students to help lead that conversation. We have a curriculum that students, um, chapters can use as the primary um, programming model for the chapter. Mm-hmm. And from there, then ch- the, the students will are very interested in creating like these events. So they can bring a speaker in. We have a speakers bureau. We have a number of speakers that speak about a variety of different mental health topics. Then they can host, you know, just information sessions where they share their own stories. And so it kind of just snowballs. Once a school starts a chapter, an active minds chapter, then um, there's a lot of really cool things students can get involved in to really change that conversation. So ideally, we're looking for schools that are open to bringing in speakers to bringing in, uh, starting a chapter, and then also ensuring that parents, like I said, the youth champions, those adult stakeholders also have the resources and tools to change the conversation and destigmatize mental health. Wonderful. So uh, we're going to pause here real quick for a message from our sponsors. When we get back, Lauren, I'd love to hear if you could think about what was maybe one of those favorite events that you saw some students put together And I'd love to ask you also how a ruckus maker watching or listening can enroll their school in Active Minds. Learn how to successfully navigate change, shape your school's success, and empower your teams with Harvard Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Get online professional development that fits your schedule. Courses include leading change, leading school strategy and innovation, leading people, and leading learning. Apply today at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. TeachFX helps educators see how their instructional practices lead to student talk and learning in both in-person and live online learning for any subject at any grade level. See TeachFX for yourself and learn about special partnerships 
and the options for ruckus makers at teachfx.com slash BLPS. And today's show is also proudly sponsored by Organized Binder, a program which gives students daily exposure to goal-setting, reflective learning, time and task management, study strategies, organizational skills, and more. Organized Binder's color-coded system is implemented by the teacher through parallel process with students, helping them create a predictable and dependable classroom routine. You can learn more and improve your students' executive functioning at organizedbinder.com. And we are back with Lauren Chikara, the Director of K-12 Initiatives at Active Minds. And Lauren, I mentioned, you know, I'd love to hear about maybe one of your favorite events that uh, students sponsored and, and put together. So what was one of those? Yeah, I'm going to share two because <laughs> I, okay. I can't pick. <laughs> yeah, so, no worries. We had um, a student who was part of our academy who was also one of the leaders in their Active Minds chapter. And what they really wanted to do was kind of get a sense of what do students need in order to be supported and successful while they're in school. So they go to a school that is predominantly with Asian students. And what they have found just by sort of having an opportunity for their students to just come together and chat with each other, they ask their peers, you know, what's lacking? What do your par- what do you want your parents and caregivers to know about mental health, about how you are navigating your mm-hmm. school? And it was a pretty cool conversation for them to have because from there, yeah. they were able to give each other sort of the boost that they needed as students themselves to have conversations with their parents and caregivers and also to help sort of um, change the narrative. What we're seeing and hearing from some of our Asian students is that there's a lot of pressure from their parents to be academically successful and what that that pressure sort of like folds into and how it affects them on a daily basis is something that they are really wanting to try and navigate and overcome. So that was a very cool experience that they had in one of their chapter programs. And then the other, one of our other students in the academy, they off, um, we had something called Stress Less Week where they uh, hosted with their school administrators. They got their school administrators to pay for everything. They had like a hot chocolate okay. bar. Um, they had like coloring in stations. They had an entire week leading up to their finals just to decompress and allow students mm. the space to kind of like not feel so frantic about going into finals right and so that that was really a cool way and the administration really got behind it and committed to doing it for the following semester as well because it it went so well for sure yeah i love that sign me up for stress last week i mean like who who wouldn't want to do that we're recording this live and so it would be fine to say you know, I'm, I'm leading a, a challenge, six-day challenge right now called the Maximize Your Margin Challenge. That's about bringing down the stress for leaders, right? And things that they can do that are super practical and that kind of thing. Somebody wanted to sign up, you go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash margin. But I, I want to also give a shout out to D-Money. And D-Money is a principal up in uh, San Ramon, California. And uh, he he brought me to his wellness like center for students, Lauren. And it had a similar vibe, right? I didn't see hot chocolate, but they had teas and stuff like that. Little games, like lots of comfortable seating. And uh, I never would have guessed this, but it was so cool. There was a there was a student who actually had a meeting planned with him, ironically, um, that they were preparing for. So they went to like 
uh, decompress right before that that meeting. And what did she get out? Knitting, right? Just like something to do with your hands and that kind of thing, but to let your mind wander as well and uh, to bring the the stress down too. So, and that's that's open twenty twenty four seven while school is uh, going on, you know, each day. So. Um, just wanted to add that it seemed relevant, you know, to, to what we're talking about. So yeah, cool. that's really cool. When students have those spaces to decompress, oh, yeah. I think we have to rethink what our schools look like and our classrooms look like because not everybody learns sure. the same way. So that's very cool. Yeah. Props to them. Yeah, definitely. So shout out to you, D Money, and uh, you know, Lauren, I'm sure like a lot of people are really excited about the work you're doing at Active Minds. And so for ruckus makers, like I really want to take mental health seriously and especially uh, for, our, for our students, you know, what's their next steps in terms of uh, getting in touch with you or potentially, you know, like enrolling in a program and becoming a chapter, I think you call them. Yeah. So Active Minds does things a little differently in that we center youth and young adults. So we give them the schools, okay. uh, the tools to actually lead the conversation. So I think okay. um, if a ruckus maker is really wanting to move the needle it's about connecting with us to find out what programs we have. Um, our teams are open to chat with any school administrators or educators, parents and students alike. But I think one of the things that we sort of like push on is that educators need to create space for youth to lead in the sense that our curriculum is all student-led. So it's facilitated by students. We provide a facilitator guide for the adult in the room just so that they're in the know, but it's really providing them with the space to change this conversation for them to use their own voices without the adults sort of like, you know, saying all the things and leading all the things um, Active Minds really has been around for 19 years because we have centered mm-hmm. those youth um, voices and they have really changed that conversation and moved the needle. So I think we have to like stretch ourselves, you know, uh, just because you have heard an idea from a young person maybe five years ago and then you hear the same idea now doesn't mean you have to shut the door on their ideas. Our students are different within that five-year span. Their passion is more, their access to technology, just life is different. So I would say, check us out. Um, We would be happy to get you started with um, a chapter. All you need are three students and an advisor to start an Active Minds chapter. And then um, if folks are interested in joining our Mental Health Advocacy Academy, the application will be dropping in early spring of 2023. um, And we'll be hosting the academy um, in the summer for a week-long academy. So check that out. Wonderful. Thanks, Lauren. So let's go to the questions that I asked all my guests here at the end of a conversation. First one being, if you could put a message on all school marquees around the world for a single day, what would Lauren's message be? So I have two because I want to break it into parents and then the youth champions. So for the okay. for the students, I would say speak your truth and say it louder for people in the back. I think we don't sometimes listen to the the stories that our youth are telling us, their experiences and how they advocate for their lived experience. And so that would be a message for students. And then for the youth champions, the adult stakeholders, I think um, would be listen to students. So, you know, I think it's sort of like this this two-pronged approach as far as the the ticker taper. Yeah, appreciate that. And now, Lauren, if you're building your dream school, right, you're not limited by any resources, the only limitation is your imagination. 
How would you go about building your dream school? What would be the three guiding principles? I love this question. Thank you. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. So I think first and foremost, if money is not the object, then let's pay our educators. That mm-hmm. first and foremost. We put a lot of stock into our education, but yet we don't put our money where our mouth is in the sense of like paying those folks who go into the education field. And that's a complete and utter disservice to the system at hand. The other piece I would do is sort of get away with, move away from this grading system. I think it should be competency-based mm-hmm. and because that, and also self-directed in the sense that students thrive in, in a way that doesn't fit sort of that square in the mold that our education system is. And then I, one of the things that I think is we have to center mental, mental health education or just mental health, just like mm-hmm. we do physical health. You know, we we have mental health as maybe like a week long, you know, thing in a health education class, but we should provide really um, good spaces for youth to explore things out of the proverbial normal conversation, um, or I should say set up in the classroom that we providing space to like the, the decompression rooms, right? Like, you know, get out your knitting or go to a coloring in station. Um, it's all connected to mental health. So I think I would really advocate for a, a system that centers mental health alongside academic achievement. They have to go in hand in hand. If you don't have a healthy student or a mentally healthy student, you're not going to have an academically sound student. Right. Okay. Well, Lauren, we covered a lot of ground and talked a lot about mental health and active minds and the great work you're doing there. Of everything we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? I think I want ruckus makers to remember that students have cool ideas and that they need to be part of the decision-making process, that they are great champions for their own health and wellness. They have cool ideas to fix some of the problems that we're seeing or and, and ways to kind of elevate conversations in schools, especially about mental health. And so I think just taking the time to ensure that when you are thinking about new programs or bringing in speakers or thinking about even your budgets, that you are asking students for some input in how you're making those decisions and bringing new things into the school. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.